Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking Tropes. Uh, I'm David. And I'm Hannah, and today we've got a special guest with us. He is the director of the furry documentary Fursonas. It is Dominic Rodriguez. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. That sounded like monotone. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. <laughs> well, I want to start by by just pitching that everyone should go watch Fursona's. Uh, uh, it's yes. available for free right now on Tubi, and uh, it's available with Amazon Prime. Um, and it's it, it's it's really a, a special kind of documentary that 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 talks about the fandom around furries in a really compassionate but also critical, but also just loving and embracing kind of way, which uh, which I'm, I was really impressed by. It, it really walks a, a great line as far as documentaries uh, are concerned about, you know, it definitely has its point of view, but I think it really does try to give a uh, wide sort of smorgasbord platter view of what the furry fandom is. You know, it's not just like one narrow look at it. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, I, I, I just want to introduce like how we came to decide to to talk about this particular trope yeah uh hannah and i were were thinking oh well we'd love to talk about the disney trope of animal transformations which is something that they do all the time (laughs) and then the Uh more we thought about it the more we realized we can't talk about this without discussing furries absolutely (laughs) right or just disney animals in general because there's so many of them Mm -hmm. and then the more we thought about that we the more we thought about our own ignorance of the (laughs) fandom which we only know through the public perception through internet spaces right so we felt that you dominic could provide some some more perspective on it and uh, and make sure that we don't say anything that would enrage the furries (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I can guarantee that that's impossible. <laughs> so, David, where do you want to sort of dive into this? Do we want to start talking about the Disney movies that are like straight up animal transformations? Do we want to talk about animal like 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 animals in a living in a Yeah, why don't we start by like laying out some categories and we'll go through and yeah. list some of the films and and uh, Dominic, you can talk to us about whether these films are important to you or whether you like these films. Or if you've, you've found that they have particular significance to uh, like furry fandom, like in your personal experience. <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is the time for the, uh, the yeah. disclaimer. Okay, so <laughs> attention furries. I am not trying to represent all of you. I am only representing myself, Dominic. Or you might know me as video, but um, I know that some of you will get mad, and I, I'm just asking you to just uh, just remember that I am just only talking about my personal experience as a furry. I am not the furry ambassador, even though I am literally a furry ambassador right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So David, why don't you go through the the categories that we've sort of listed out here? Okay. So we have the the animal transformation category, which I, I understand that there, you know, not everyone in the furry community is is into to animal transformation, but but it's a very popular (laughs) trope. Uh, Then there's the sort of the the cartoony uh, anthropomorphism. So the the animal society, the people-like societies with like Mickey Mouse. Or Robin Hood, Zootopia. So anything where the the society is basically human, but all of the human characters are portrayed by animals. And then um, there's the category for just talking animals, 
which, you know, can be in a world where there's humans or a world, you know, where they're kind of separate from humans, but just all the animals talk and that's the only anthropomorphism that they have. They otherwise look exactly like right. animals. And behave like animals for the most part. Maybe they yeah, maybe they yeah. make pop culture references, but they <laughs> but they don't, you know, go to movie theaters and They don't walk on two legs, they don't Unless they yeah. already do. And then uh, another category is just yeah, they're they're animals. They act like animals, but for whatever reason and they just sometimes wear clothes. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that can be part of the fun. I mean, like animals do in real life. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes they do. do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have a category on this list that just says other, which... Shrug. That's that's the catch-all that we have for... You gotta have an other always. Yeah, yeah. for maybe anything that's not quite an animal. <laughs> can we start with other just because it's a very short list right, and yeah. it, it's definitely the most, like, outlier, yeah. uh, you know, of, of all of these... So, you know, we've got some Fantasia, which, you know, just has a lot of different sort of parts to it, you know? Right. Well, in addition to having, you know, yes, animals who dance ballet and wear tutus and have big eyelashes, (laughs) you've also got, you know, animals which just have, like, gigantic, like, cartoon eyes doing things and then you've also got you know centaurs and and uh what are the other greek mythological creatures that uh the fawns yeah little little dancing fawns and and stuff so those are not uh they're not as much related to the furry community is my understanding i feel like centaurs definitely for sure centaurs centaurs can get it yeah and honestly a lot of that stuff like it kind of dips into sort of different categories you know like that's what's cool about fantasia is it's like all these different shorts that are you know different styles of animation and stuff and so like Mm -hmm. like, i mean mickey mouse is in it and so like that's like we would just call that like toonie you know from the furry perspective that's like a toonie character and then the stuff that's like that more kind of like uh, the greek mythology stuff of like the centaurs and stuff like that that dips more into kind of i don't know yeah, like mythological creatures and stuff. So like, I feel like that it, all that stuff is furry, but it, it it's different kind of categories of furry. Yeah, it's different flavors. And what is what is the category for those fish that do like the dance of the seven veils, like the sexy oh, fish dance? God, yeah, sexy fish. Like, sexy what fish is that thing. category? Um, <laughs> <laughs> is I don't, it just the I fish? don't know a lot of aquatic. <laughs> creatures personally no. like i know people do people people have make characters for themselves of anything but i yeah. don't usually what i found is anything you can eat people usually don't make characters of interesting it. I, I like that as a rule like a chicken or a turkey or a fish or uh a, i don't know i've definitely seen roosters I've very seen cow. buff Roosters, yeah, there are, there are. Yeah, there definitely are. But it's just like as far. But you as, don't really eat rooster. That's actually it that's fits. true. We don't eat roosters. Yeah. Well, I eat roosters, but that's because I'm a wolf. But that's... <laughs> Fantasia is one of my favorite films. Uh, my favorite Disney film for sure. Uh, I definitely grew up on that a lot. It's probably there's an argument to be made that it's like the best Disney film, and they could probably never top it because it's just <laughs> the ambition. The, just the ambition yeah. of it. They it's certainly so didn't yeah. top it with yeah. Fantasia 2000, which also was much no. less furry uh, by comparison. True. Yeah. yeah. Probably the reason. It's probably. The reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So also on this list we have the the recent release onward. Yeah, the Pixar film about the elves. But there's also there's centaurs in that one, and in that one there's a centaur who's dating the main character's mom, which I, I yeah I don't know how I would react. <laughs> 
if, if your mom was dating a sunset. Right. <laughs> I got that far into the movie. I started watching it last night. I, um, it looks awesome. Uh, it definitely seems like there's a, it, uh, you know, if, if, if not furry, furry adjacent. Right. Yeah. And then there, there's a um, Manticore. Manticore. Yes, the mighty Manticore yeah. is a character. I believe she's played by uh, Octavia Spencer. I want to get that right. Ooh. It, is, it is Octavia Spencer. I, I was right. But yeah, so she's a great character. I, I would imagine that she would be embraced by the furry community because she's a big yeah. lion head and, uh, and she's just a very fun bouncy dynamic character who's very helpful i don't see a way to unfurry that when you start with big lion head like yeah. that's all i think people need to know like i don't know even if the rest of it was just like a, i don't know i'm trying to think of the least furry thing a wrench it would still be furry i think right. i love that i love that tools are the opposite of furry <laughs> probably not probably get a lot of hate for that <laughs> no. Be like, hey, furries love tools. We're tools. Stop it. I'm a tool. I'm a wrench. Speaking of tools, in our in our other car- category, we wanted to include cars, Pixar's cars, yeah. oh my because God. it's there we it's go. the antithesis, I think, of of furry culture. It's anthropomorphism. Wow, look at that. I mean, That's a perfect little segue, it. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> is so so? Would yeah, you say that is there a hatred for the film Cars? amongst any communities oh i see this is a definitely just speaking for me and not furries i'm sure i'm sure plenty of furries love cars i i know plenty of people love cars i haven't seen cars so i shouldn't offer an opinion about it um (laughs) but i will which is um that i it's just a personal thing uh i've discussed this with you guys already i probably mentioned it twice in the email (laughs) um it's just the fact that they've got tongues and teeth. It's off-putting to you? It's off-putting. I don't like it. It's very disturbing. If you did it like one if you did it like one notch more realistic, it would be a horror film, you know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And they're just eating people. Where are the people? They're gone because they were eaten by the fucking cars. Crazy. Right. But it's Spooky. but that is anthropomorphism of a type. I you know, you can't uh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. You can't Absolutely. talk about anthropomorphism in Disney without talking about cars. Um also on the list is, you know, Winnie the Pooh, but that one's a little bit tricky cuz it's technically anthropomorphizations of like stuffed animals. So like they're already like there's almost this like further separation of I, that I feel one, like I feel Tigger like. and Rabbit would be popular, but I don't think that Winnie the Pooh would be. Is that a really? Good guess? I um, it feels like a trivia game where it's kind of like, is yeah. it? Uh, you know, it's, it's like I don't know if you're the one getting quizzed or I'm the one getting quizzed. <laughs> I, I, um, I, because it's like I have my little circle of furry that I stay in, right. and I, I go outside of that as much as I can and try to meet as many people as I can. Um, but mm. you know, there's always going to be the exceptions. But I, I think that um, as far as what you mentioned with the stuffed animals, I mean plushies are a big thing right you know not for okay, every furry yeah. not really for me um but you know people that are just into stuffed animals that's so, like you know they'll have I've, I've been in people's rooms where they have just like a ton of stuffed animals and um so i can see i can see that being a thing however i think that people you know and, and there are people like that are like they like want to fuck the stuffed animals and they're called plushophiles and the thing is that i think i think furries sometimes maybe want to distance themselves from that because right. uh, it was in that CSI episode that was like, t- t- that was like the furry 9-11. Like it was, oh, the, God. It, was the, it was the worst thing that ever happened 
to the fandom in their opinion and and they just felt like they never recovered from it i think they do finally feel like it now because now there are people that are in the fandom that don't even know what the csi episode is um but but it, when did it, do you know when that aired uh, it's like 2003 something like yeah, that early very 2000s. early yeah the, wow the early okay. internet days but they had a, a thing called like PathCon in it it was meant to be a furry convention it was uh. for plushies and furries and mm. the idea of and I don't even know how maybe there are people that just call themselves plushies, but usually the context of plushie that I've heard is like it's a it's a plushie. That's a plushie over there. And maybe you could uh, yeah, you could definitely say I'm a plushie. I think it's a dead phrase from like the early two thousands and I think it probably died yeah. in part because of this episode. There was also a reference so. to it on Thirty Rock once. There's a character who identified as a plushie. Uh-huh. Um, and that was like somebody who Liz Lemon would not want to date. <laughs> but um <laughs> Wait, wasn't that a James Franco's? No, no, no. That's a different thing. He was, uh, I don't know, maybe he was Hiki Komori or something. But he loved, he had a body pillow, but that was different. Yes, yes, yes. There was also a plushie who liked to dress up as a plushie and uh, have Mm. sex with other plushies. Inflatables are kind of adjacent to that. That's a thing I've seen a lot, like inflatable. Like, I was in a room once at a con and there was just like, Huge, big, inflate like the biggest inflatable animal things you've ever seen. It was Are so you saying bad. that in relation to Winnie the Pooh, who in one scene eats a lot and becomes large? Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> well, that's See? its own fetish. Yeah. you've got. You're just like I feel like you are so good at the segues, and I think that you can help direct my just uh, tangents to the discussion at hand. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so so that sort of takes care of our other category. Um, I think we should definitely tackle animals plus clothes because this is another sort of like short one um, that I think, you know, we can sort of naturally segue into just sort of the talking animals of it all. Yeah, because you are a, a your, your fursuit has clothes. Not all fursuits do. Yeah, yeah I do still have one that is a, um, like a, a full suit too. Um, like I have a body that I can wear. Mm. Part of the reason why I don't wear it out as much is, well, two reasons. <laughs> one is that I feel like the clothes add a lot to the character and it makes me feel like it's a little more me yeah rather than like because i have a a suit from the maker made for you so i commissioned it i did not make this cyber is the person that made the first suit, and she's amazing um but i feel like because it's such an identifiable kind of style from that maker they all kind of have a similar you can tell when you see a made for you suit um Mm -hmm. and so I feel like if when I don't wear clothes, like I'm kind of just one of this army of, you know, kind of like clones almost, you know? Yeah, and I, yeah. And I feel like the clothes allow you to be, have more of a voice or at least allow me to. And then also I like to wear that one more just for sex. So the body one, I like to just have that one for sex and then just have this for non-sex. So. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah. So on this list, we have, I think Fantasia's in like every list, but... But right. Cinderella is <laughs> the first the like major one for the animals and clothes thing, where the mice are animals that Cinderella made clothes for, right? Right, and and that's sort of it's interesting because clothes in that one are sort of this like civilizing force on them, you know, where it's like once Cinderella has gifted them a clo- like clothing, then they're like, now you're one of us, a good right. mouse, and they can and talk. The like, birds can't a... talk because they yeah. don't have clothes. They make clothes, which <laughs> seems right. like it, you would have to be more civilized to make clothes than that to wear them. them. Oh, well. But the birds don't talk. I feel like it's making some kind of very conservative statement about, like, what, you know, like, I mean, that movie came out in, what, the yeah. 50s? <laughs> um, 
So I feel like it was very much like, put your clothes on, stay inside, <laughs> right. stay married to your wife, don't <laughs> cheat on her, you know? I feel like that's what totally, it's saying. Totally, totally. Um, it's interesting that you have the Aristocats on here. But, do, oh, I guess the, the, the alley cats, some of them wear, like, vests and hats and All things. of them are wearing hats mm-hmm. and costumes and fun things. A lot of hats. Oh, wow, a hat. It is a hat um, Tom, at the end, he's got the, the tie with, like, the collar, which I've never seen on, like, a real cat, but that, it seems very... Oh, th- that's a very real thing that cat owners do, is put ties on their cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's, like, an entire... Well, probably, <laughs> probably a Twitter that's more famous than any of us could ever hope to be. <laughs> well, I think that the whole point of that film is that the, the owner of these cats like, humanizes them so much that she's willing to give them all of her money. Right. And then, you know, so it, it kind of makes sense. And the, the idea that there's, like, a jazz, <laughs> a hep cat culture going on in the alleyways is uh it's part of it but i don't know if, i don't know that jazz is as uh, you know interesting to the the furry yeah. scene as uh as just the the cat romance that's going yeah, on I in would the film probably say probably, it's a romance. Yeah, no you guys are probably right that cats are more furry than jazz I think it's interesting because the animals plus clothes list is very mouse centric because, you know, we've got the mice and Cinderella. We've got the rescuers is on here and then the great mouse detective. So all of these are really just like mice wearing clothes in an otherwise normal society. I I think I can explain why that is. It's because they would have probably gone onto the animals in human society Mm -hmm. thing, but mice are typically very small. Right. So it's sometimes fun to build them a little society in parallel with... To humans. So I think that's kind of the fun thing. Right, which is very like... Uh, an American tale and Fievel goes west like that that right. side of it how how are sort of mice seen uh Dominic in in the like furry world are are they popular or is that something that sort of is I've seen mice I think yeah I feel like I've seen like rats more um for whatever reason mm. I feel like rats have got a little more stank on you know like a little more attitude um <laughs> but I yeah mice yeah. are you know there's not, uh, I think, uh, anything particularly profound I can say about mice in relation to the fandom, but... There's no oh, rat certainly stigma. not, no. There's no, like... Rats are welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that, like, one of the earliest fandoms to evolve, uh, you know, to evolve a furry component was the, uh, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers oh. fandom in the, uh, in the Disney Afternoon so that's another Disney connection, but the the character Gadget was apparently something of a boon to the the furry fandom. I love that. Like, I spent four years working on a documentary, and literally the research that you've done has already <laughs> done my, any research that I've done. <laughs> like, as far as like the furry history and stuff goes, I was like, I don't know. I think it started in the seventies because someone told it to me, but. Uh... Probably Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely did. But like in the internet age, I guess this was just one of the first major yeah. internet ones, according to a source, uh, which I'll, I'll I'll hopefully link. Like you know, sort of anecdotally, we've we've sort of diagnosed furrydom kind of exploding in the the late '90s, early 2000s, as like the internet became um, like this collective connective force that you know allowed people from various subcultures who were geographically distant to kind of come together um just like in your time in the community and doing the documentary do you think that that's something that sort of like pans out or do you think that like there is a different sort of 
uh, like reason that it sort of saw that explosion. Oh, I think that's totally right. Yeah, there's a character in my movie that um, that points out that it was the combination of like the internet in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. and also the Lion King. Yeah, so, like, these things happening at the same time, and it's, it's so so you're in like the Disney Renaissance period. Um, and then people are getting really into that. And, and they then... drew some sexy animals. I mean, I don't know what you want. They're very sexy. And that's the thing <laughs> is that like people, you know, I think a lot of people come for the fetish, but then stay for the, well, this is going to sound so prepared because it is <laughs> family. <laughs> they stay for the family because yeah. they meet a lot of people there and then they become your friends. And that's why they get very defensive when people say like, oh my God, why, why are you talking about sex? It's not all about sex. And because it's, it's not all about sex, but it's also like so about sex. Like, <laughs> it's like, like, I mean, for me. And I think that that's the thing is like, why do you go? Let's, I mean, that's, that's it's a primal drive to right. like want to jerk off and so you're that's the computer and then there's all the people there and, <laughs> and to, it, it's to find out that you are not the only person that's a freak is <laughs> such a relief because then you realize like you're not you know like if there's enough of you then you're not a freak anymore you're just a furry right and, uh so it's it's very it's very comforting and I, I always talk to furries about like did you think that you invented this thing like, was this something that you were and didn't know what the hell it was? And then you found out there was a thing called furry and that was what you were? Or did you find furry and go like, oh, yeah, that's me. You know? <laughs> and I'm the former. But Yeah, so, so it's something that you thought, like, I'm the only one who finds, like, Simba and the Lion King really hot. But like, yeah, you know, the funny thing is I didn't I, I didn't really have it a, a thing for Simba in the beginning. What? Um, it, Did you yeah, have a thing for weird, Kovu? Like... That's the real question. Okay, so, from the yeah, Lion no, King Kovu too. is obviously hot and <laughs> you don't have to be hot. a to realize that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that's the thing that the Lion King 2 has, for all of its flaws, has has graced us with, which is the Kovu. And so we can all be yeah. very grateful as a fandom and as a world. <laughs> so did you did you enter furry through a, a different fandom if it's if it's not Disney like uh, through something yeah, else? Yeah, so you're going to get to it in your in your oops, I think I knocked something down. But you're going to get to it in your list which is TF. That was my uh TF transformation. We call it TF in the in the community, mm. you know. But uh but yeah, yeah, so that was my entry into the fandom. Um it was uh werewolf transformations, that kind of stuff um was just my like you know, I thought people were pretending to, like, think that girls were, like, super hot. And I thought that they were, like, <laughs> I thought they were just, like, because they thought, I thought they were trying to be cool. Like, dude, you see that right. Dude, she's so fucking hot. And I was, like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's just, like, but, like, but it's just, like, obviously the thing for me is, like, whenever there would be, like, a, a scene in a movie, it would be, like, a fucking, just a G-rated movie of somebody yeah. turning into a werewolf. I would just have to leave the room because it would make oh me my so, gosh. it would make me so uncomfortable because because it's like this is porn and I'm just in a, <laughs> like I can't I shouldn't be around people this is embarrassing right. this is porn it's like watching porn with your family it's like why would I want I don't want to watch porn with my family I want to watch it by myself um, <laughs> right do you remember like was it live action stuff like Teen Wolf or was it like something animated or so yeah to Teen Wolf uh, it was definitely it was definitely live action stuff in the beginning um and so like I mean because it's funny, because when I first saw An American Werewolf in London, I don't remember thinking, I find this arousing. 
I remember thinking like, this movie is cool. I like this movie. And I think I have a whole theory that I can try to make uh, uh, short. <laughs> um, but basically, um, the reason why I'm a furry is my parents told me to do well in school. Um, because <laughs> it's, my, it's my parents' fault. So you hear that, parents? Yeah. Never, never tell your. If you tell your kids to do well in school, they will. They, uh, will, they will become furries. <laughs> yeah, they will become furries and ruin your life. Um, no. So, yeah, they will take over the world and change everybody into furries. So in any case, I, so, well, I'll vote furries twenty twenty. <laughs> we were just joking the other day about we had all these microphones set up for me, you know, like because we get a sound and backup, and we were like, it looks like I'm like the dog president. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like, you know, Dominic for um, dog president. I'll, I'll do it. I think, yeah, man. Well, that's where we are being. You know. <laughs> Who knows? I like to think the future is bright for dogs. Yeah. But. So, so for you, uh, it, it started with live action, sort of werewolf films, and then yeah. slowly kind of transitioned from there. Yeah, I think I, I think the the reason why I mentioned my parents is just because I think that I because dating was not on my radar i i mm. thought like they were just like and they weren't like overbearing at all they just like i just like got to be minus on a thing and they were like you think you can do better than that and i was like wow yeah you know i can <laughs> and so i i kind of i think that's the point that i trace in terms of my taking school a lot more seriously than like childhood shenanigans you know yeah. like dating or anything like that and so i just mm -hmm. was very focused on doing well in school but then when you reach puberty your sexuality has to express itself somehow and because I think I wasn't looking in any other direction but like at movies and at mm -hmm. uh, the internet I think it just that that became my attraction and so I think yeah. it, it just had to come out some way and there's a bunch of metaphors and stuff and psychological reasons <laughs> why people think werewolves are hot and stuff I don't it's just like the the process itself it's the it's, yeah it's a very um it's hot. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some work to be done if there are any, like, Lacanian yeah. psychoanalysts in the audience who, you know, want to pick this up as a dissertation, you know, TF stuff and, uh, and psychoanalysis. Honestly, that's part of why I was embarrassed about it is because I thought it was actually, like, too easy to figure out. Because <laughs> I wanted oh. my thing to be even... I wanted my thing to be weird. No, it's I wanted my thing to be like, like yeah. oh, God, what, what the fuck is... Why, why would we be into that? I can't even figure that one out. But mine, I thought, like, oh, it's just because I was, like, probably repressed, and this is, like, you know, the werewolf is, like, a symbol of, like, uh, repressed sexuality that, like, needs to come out, and then, like, you just want to fuck people like an animal and stuff. And so, like, <laughs> that, to me, is like, oh, okay. You just add it up, and it's like, and so to me, I was like, that's so, uh, people are just gonna like, uh, just gonna like look at me and like psychoanalyze me and <laughs> and it's just like, I was like, why can't I be into like divers or something weirder? You know? <laughs> I feel like that one's pretty obvious too, actually, but let's, uh, I guess. Yeah. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think all fetishes are, what, are what we've, we've alluded to it enough. Why don't we start talking yes, about these transformations it. in Disney um, movies? Um, so let's start with the first one, I think, ever, yeah. which is Pinocchio, the the donkeys. Boy Island. The, on Pleasure the Island, island it's called. The Fucking Boy Island. Pleasure Island. What the hell is that? <laughs> this is like what I'm talking about. You cannot get more sexual. What are they doing? They're doing it on purpose, right. guys. I mean, it's like pretty clearly <laughs> a sinful place, yeah. a place of sin to explore your pleasure with other boys. Right, and then so... you get a donkey dick. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, these boys, these just bad boys that are just like breaking the rules and then they turn into donkeys and then they become like slave labor. It's like, just like, Jesus, what is this? Like, what you... I mean, it just feels, uh, I mean, 
the fan fiction <laughs> writes itself, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the next one on the list, uh, Sword in the lot. Stone, which has the, the very popular, very famous squirrel scene. I think it's really that one. I, I have such a vague memory of it. Explain it to me. So it's, the, it, you know, it's Merlin and like young King Arthur. Yeah. And they're going on adventures together and Merlin turns him into a squirrel and suddenly there's this demure... <laughs> female squirrel who's you know chitter talking and and like touching him and like flipping his tail over doesn't she get really sad when it has to leave very heavily yeah she gets real sad yes so depressed these are the kind of little things because squirrels mate for life which is also something that I think is very you know something that's attractive about the furry community is the idea of like bonding and and it's like there's both like the idea of a mate you know and like oh you're my mate you're my thing but then there's also a ton of like fucking around which is awesome like i mean like it's very much like it's it's not i feel like people at least in the circles i run in which might say more about me than it does about furry but um they are it's definitely seems to be the assumption that a relationship is open rather than a relationship is closed that's interesting like yeah, I think that's more of a gay right. thing too. <laughs> the fandom didn't used to be this gay. Like in the beginning, it was much more like you know, like hot, uh, kind of feminine uh, anthro stuff, and there were a lot of straight yeah. guys in it. Um, mm-hmm. But then we took it over. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much it has to do with Disney, the 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 straightness yeah. for so long, because Disney is this extremely Christian family values, anti-LGBT... Heteronormative... You know, media... Empire. <laughs> ...source. And if every... If every, like, you know, indie comic strip is basing their, like, first drawings on Walt mm-hmm. Disney Mickey Mouse stuff, like, that yeah. trickles down. I, well, I, mean, I just... You know, this isn't a Disney movie, but I just always think to um, Space Jam with Lola Bunny and, like, the bunny tits, you know? And, yeah, like, that's like, the that's classic just... example. Where yeah. It's, I think what's the nostalgia critic said, I think, about it, where he's, like, like she's just marketing bestiality <laughs> to children. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's literally... That's Welcome to furries! No. Yes. Um, right. But, but, yeah, Bugs Bunny was always cross-dressing as well, so that was more of, you know, a, a, maybe there's some queerness to that. There have been some analysis of of those as sort of being something that would eventually lead to like issues with uh the 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 trope of trans deception Mm. coming from these early like warner brothers cartoons (laughs) that's a whole other topic a whole other trope that we could talk about uh some other time yeah i guess warner brothers is more progressive than disney in that sense they were always more because here's the thing like they're not like more progressive they had the same racist cartoons Uh they had the same sexist cartoons they had all the same you know, sexual assaulty kind of vibes, they but they were raunchier. raunchier. They yeah. were less inhibited, and so that can sometimes be mistaken for progressive. It's just more like it seems like just everything's progressive compared to Disney. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. So, also on the transformation list, we have uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, obviously, the Beast, and you know, this one has has more of the the inanimate objects becoming anthropomorphized, which I think maybe falls more in. Like like the cars side of things than, than maybe the furry side. Inanimate TF is a big thing too, by the way. Like MTF, inanimate TF is totally a big thing. Like people. Yeah, even like share. the furry. Yeah, but it but it maybe doesn't intersect okay. with with furry as much that particular I, part of. TF. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't think that there are like TF conventions. There probably are, and I just don't know about them. Um, but I feel like <laughs> I should know about them if they exist. 
And so I feel like there's just a huge overlap between those communities. And I, I don't know, I think a lot of times people will maybe come for one thing. Like for me, my thing was werewolves, but then it kind of gradually became other things, you know, because mm-hmm. the internet yeah. just corrupts you in many ways. <laughs> so. Right. It, it takes you on a journey. You start at point A and you end up at point Z. Yeah. If I can make a point about Beauty and the Beast, that is interesting. Um, Please. So like, have you guys ever seen the 40s French version um, by Jean Cocteau? No. Yeah, the Cocteau one. I've only seen clips. So apparently um, in, so it's, I mean, they're, you know, similar, based on the fairy tale, right? I mean, so it's like it's right. the same plot. But um, in that one, I think when he turns into a person at the end, apparently there is a bit of a kind of real, there's something in, in Belle's face where you can see that she's, like, not as into it, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and apparently Greta Garbo, at, this is, like, a story about the movie, that in a screening for the film, in the screening of the film, Greta Garbo is there, and she, like, yelled out, like, give me back my beast! Because she, yes. like, she like, thought, like, he was hotter. So I think Greta Garbo was a furry, A. I love and then, it. Like, and then also it's just, like, that's the thing, is, like, that that movie is, like, the, the it's, like, saying, like, beauty is within... It's this, but then at the same time, I think it's also saying like, this thing is hot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, and so like maybe it's actually better. Maybe the monster is better. <laughs> I'll I'll agree with you there. Like I would say that that even in the animated Disney version, I was always disappointed by like how they made the prince look at the end, and I was like, this is not as good. <laughs> Which is why I think Shrek is clever in inverting that, turning it on his head. Yeah, absolutely. Also on the list, we have the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, where obviously, <laughs> which is yeah, technically he gets transformation, into a llama. <laughs> and also Yzma gets turned into a cat at the end. Yep. There's a lot of uh, transformations in the the final sequence. Yeah, there's a big montage of transformations into a turtle and a whale and a little bird. Lots of fun stuff. Is the emperor's is the emperor's new groove popular in a uh, in freedom or not not so much? I, I I don't know the answer to that question. I haven't heard. People I just think really David Spade is not popular. It. Yeah, David young... Spade it doesn't do really well in any fandom except for I think maybe the David Spade <laughs> fandom. I think even waning in that one a little bit. The John Goodman's beefy arms fandom is probably stronger for this film. I mean, that's than, going strong for than, sure. than the furry fandom. <laughs> But much bigger in the furry fandom is a film which also is about indigenous peoples being transformed into animals. Animals. And was released within like a year of the other. And it's called <laughs> Brother Bear. Oh my god, right. That movie is great. Um, I was just going to ask, um, Dominic, do you have like a favorite animated Disney film that to you is like, oh, this is like such good furry shit that I'm all about? Yeah. Um, so it's it's not a uh, unique choice, but uh, The Lion King, I mean, is uh, I mean, as far as like favorite like film that's associated with Disney ever, Wally, but that's like not from a cinematic perspective. I just I mean, that was like, <laughs> undebatably like goat. <laughs> Is that what they said? <laughs> um, but in any case, um, the but the Lion King, I had this like TF fetish, and furry was kind of related to it. But I also kind of had a little bit of resistance to furry for a while because it was like the mm-hmm. scene is kind of the bottom of the internet trash barrel, and uh-huh. now it's gotten better because now it's like the top of the trash barrel. But the thing is that <laughs> it, it it was the kind of thing where I just was like, ah, I'm not really that. I don't want a fur suit. 
I don't want to like go to conventions. I just like this one. He says in a fursuit. I know. And I look back at my old diaries and I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, you really blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If that was what you're trying to do, you failed. Um, But uh, so the thing is that I, you know, when I saw The Lion King, I had seen it when I was a child, like most people did. Um, but I, I was really into films. You know, I'm a filmmaker. And so I didn't really consider a lot of animated films like serious films like when I was in high school because I was like a pretentious asshole. Um, and so <laughs> when I saw The Lion King, because it was just like screened for us uh, on like the last day of school or something in my science class. And we watched like half of it and it, it we cut the she had to cut the tape because the bell rang right when uh Mufasa was falling down oh, and even so though dramatic. I knew what happens because I've seen the movie when I was a kid but I was just like riveted and I was just like oh my god this is one of the best movies ever made like this is so <laughs> and I, I just was so emotionally connected to it and I thought it was just because it's a good movie um, but, and, and it, it honestly, maybe there was some sexual rumblings in there that I didn't understand at the time, but I, I just mm-hmm. think it had something to do with cuteness and yeah. cuteness, like, it, like you guys, your website, your, your thing's called Talking Tropes, right? So you must know the website TV Tropes yeah. for furry. Like the, the first line I think on the page for furry is cute is a weird word. <laughs> and I think that that's the kind of sums up like the weird feelings that we have about that word cute. Like it could be like a cute puppy or it could be like a cute like person, you know, that you want to put your dick inside of. Or it could be <laughs> like or it could be like maybe put those things together. But like the point is that it's 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 complicated and sexuality is complicated and cuteness is complicated. And I don't necessarily think that like it doesn't they don't have to be mutually exclusive, I guess, I guess. You know, because yeah. I, I, I think cuteness in, yeah. is complicated would be a good like slogan for the whole yeah. community. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's their tagline. Yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, some of these? You know, in addition to Lion King, we have a whole bunch of other talking animal uh, Disney films on this list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About Maybe half of which tram. I would consider to be like not very furry uh like you said you don't know many aquatics so we've got like finding nemo yeah i mean they they do say scalies that is a thing like i don't know fish fish must qualify as scalies like lizards are scalies we say but they're still part of furry like any animal like it's not like we have a like we're not we're not trying to be bigots you know like it's not like there's no certain (laughs) animal that's not allowed at the cons people just don't tend not to gravitate as much i mean i have seen i'm pretty sure i've seen aquatic things um, mm-hmm. Oh no! I actually know one—the guy that used to sell me drugs. So he—he um, he was a dolphin. There you yeah. go. I love it. Dolphins, I—I I get on on some level, but the. The, the finding nemo fish are so not anthropomorphized they're just right you take fish. The, the fish yeah. eyes on the side of the head and put them on the front and that's the only yeah. change so i can see why that that wouldn't be as popular as um for example fox and the hound which i know is right. hugely popular oh my god because fox of god, the, the brotherly the friendship oh boy. between these <laughs> the dog and the fox it's very gay david it's, it's yeah. very gay but then they put in the disney straightness in uh-huh. the uh the, the female fox who's also very yeah. lithe and smooth mm-hmm. and big eyelashes on this you know yeah. fox the, the the strict gender differences in disney anthropomorphism yeah. i think is something worth talking about yeah absolutely yeah it seems like uh they could have they could have just there's there's a way that story was supposed to go and they said no mm-hmm. we're not going to do that because that's because <laughs> because 
they're not actually brothers, right? Because they're different species. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Fox and the Hound. It's, I'm more <laughs> yeah. familiar. I'm more familiar with it because of the, um, I guess, infamous uh, GIF of uh, it's just taken out of context. Uh, Todd the fox, who in in the movie, it's a very innocent, cute scene of the old lady like squirting milk from an udder in his mouth. And yeah. which sounds actually not that, but in any case, they removed the context of it, and so all you see all is right. him hungrily lapping up a white liquid, and um, I think that's important because I think that's very important because I think that when people say like I don't know who came up with the phrase "furries ruin everything." Um, it, may, it may have been someone who is not a furry, um, or it may have been a furry. Um, and, and I think when people show that uh, gif, they are, I think it has, even though it has something to do with sex, it obviously, but I think it has less to do with it being a, explicitly arousing, although it definitely is for some people. But, but, the, but mm-hmm. I think that it's more like just this kind of self-deprecating jab at how fucked up we are you know like it's sort of like yeah we do ruin everything watch us ruin this you know like i want to i want to bring up kind of a weird example that i'm kind of interested in is uh, tarzan which is you know it's gorillas you know they're so close to they're primates they're close to humans and also the fact that um turk is played by and an out lesbian, one of the only, uh, you know, animals damned. on this list, that. you know, was well, Rosie O'Donnell. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that it was Rosie O'Donnell. I guess I did and forgot. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. <laughs> you sent me this list of like 20 movies and you're like, it would help if you had seen all of these. And I'm like, well, damn, I don't know if I have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> we were not expecting you to watch all of them beforehand. No worries, no worries. No, it's okay. Just to have an idea of what we were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Primates. Is yeah, but there's there, you don't see much ape suits because it's it's more about it's like too feelings. close, right? Well, yeah, it almost feels like I think for some people an uncanny valley. You know, it's almost yeah. like um, too close to humans. However, I in my experience, I think that it's probably well. I'm basing this literally on like my sample sizes, like maybe me and me. <laughs> So I can't. So I, I can't. It's actually like I have no idea how, how furries feel about primates. Although I don't. I guess you don't see a lot of those fursuits. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think it's probably too close for some people. But I do know a character. I knew. I know of a character that is a gorilla. Um, he's like super hot. And so the thing is that, in my opinion, it's just close enough. <laughs> I I, lo- okay. I love it. I mean, I didn't used to be into it, and that's the thing. I used to have like one thing that was my one thing, uh-huh. and I was boring. And I don't know about you. Guys. I don't know if other people just have this like broad, beautiful array of fetishes that just is always expanding and they've like, always a flower. had them. But like for me, it was like there's this one idea, and I like this, and this is all I need until I die. And then I met my husband. <laughs> and then you get bored with it. I met my husband, <laughs> oh, okay. and he. Um, I, I'm still I'm still not bored with it. I'll never be bored with it. I still. It's, <laughs> okay, but, great. But my husband is. Uh, he considers himself kind of a like fetish connoisseur. Like it's, okay. if if he's if if people are like oh you know whatever they if there's something that they don't want, you know, like, oh, we're not into such and such, I'll, I'll let your mind imagine what it might be, you know, then he'll be yeah. like, I'll make it my goal to get into that, 
You know, and he views <laughs> them as almost like a political statement or a challenge. You know, right. Yeah, you you said you're not into feed stuff. I'm into feed yeah. stuff now. You you don't like inflation porn? That's my that's my go to. It's because like <laughs> you know, because oh, I think it has to do honestly with the fact that furries are so. It's like they get accepted for their weird thing, and then mm-hmm. if something is like in their opinion one percent weirder, it's like what the hell is this? Get the hell out of here! <laughs> right. What are you doing in my fandom? And it's like, dude. You just, what happened to the thing that happened with your thing? But I thought that, uh, and it's like, they can't extend it. I mean, and I do think in some ways it's gotten better, but in a lot of ways it's gotten worse. So sort of just trans transferring back to to our list for a second. I I just want to sort of read through some of the the people-like society versions. You know, this is your Zootopias, your uh, Robin Hoods. but then you also have things like like a Goofy movie and like the Mickey Mouse Playhouse, you know, or, or just like the regular like Mickey Mouse cartoons or, you know, DuckTales now where it's, you know, they're basically humans, but they are animals. Yeah, I lumped in, you described it as Toonie. I lumped that in yeah. with, you know, Zootopia. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. considered sacrilegious. I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean... A, a way to, if you want to like really simplify it, like, and this is, there are other ways to look at it, but like, you know, one way of looking at it, whether something's like toony or realistic, I mean, like you got the toony and the realistic fursuits, mine's a toony fursuit with like realistic colors, but like, you know, there's ones that are realistic that like, t- sometimes they look awesome, sometimes they look like taxidermy, which is why I didn't want that, um, but, <laughs> you know, I think that when it comes to like furry art, for example, which furries will be mad if I don't bring mm-hmm. up art. Art, 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 art. I said it. Um, so the thing about furry art is, um, you know, you'll have things that are maybe more toony or more uh, realistic in their depiction. And so I think Zootopia is totally toony because, except for those maybe those moments when they TF into being more like feral. And so that's considered, that's called feral art when characters walk on like four legs. So I think that would be kind of a way to distinguish like realistic from Toonie is like two legs or four legs. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting. The all, the other difference being, you know, because it's CGI, the textures being so much more realistic and the characters actually looking furry, whereas, you know, Mickey Mouse does not really have right. fur. I think that has a big thing because, you know, for example, uh, people were into My Little Pony, uh, Friendship is Magic. Right. Um, and and honestly, you know, I watched three seasons of it. I uh, I did think it was good, um, but you know, then I I don't know if I changed with the show changed, but I fell out of it. But <laughs> probably case, a little bit. I'm with you there, Dominic. Yeah. I also watched about three seasons, yeah. and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I got my fix. Yeah. It was it, it like burned very hot and bright, and then it ended, and so it was kind yeah. of like a oh shit, this is good, and then I just I don't know, I moved on. <laughs> but um, you know, th- I never considered that furry for me because they didn't look that Mm. furry they just kind of the way it was more like anime you know the way that they look uh it 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 felt closer to anime for me than like it was too toony um yeah you know like and and honestly it's weird because like if literally there had just been more like ruffly edges around them you know if you could just see obviously those horses have fur on them the ponies have, have fur on them but because you can't because there's not that much of the little like around them, it doesn't feel furry to me. And if literally somebody had just taken a pencil and done that, 
it would have felt furry to me. So that's just that's, me. It, have you have you seen like My Little Pony fan art that you've been like, oh, now this I can kind of get behind, or uh, does it all that sort stuff? Of, it's like... yeah, that stuff's not really for me. I don't know. I mean, it's, okay. Uh, I guess I'm literally just thinking about. I thought you. I, I, I assume you were referring to porn, although I rec- I realize now you might not be. Um, porn or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any fan art. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. Sh- yeah. There's 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 beautiful fan art of pretty much anything. I think you know, and mm-hmm. I think. That's the thing that's cool about, um, you know, fan. It's cool because, you know, people will, like, the fandom started with people doing stuff of, like, stuff, like, like drawing things that they saw on the screen, you know, and doing right. fan art of that. And then it quickly evolved into uh, our own characters. So that's yeah. why we're, like, such a navel-gazing, like, fandom and why we're always think- talking <laughs> about ourselves and what we're supposed to present of ourselves because it's a snake eating its tail forever. Yeah. My assumption is that the fandom the fandom transitions go basically one way, that, like, pony fans could become more furry, but furry fans are less likely to become more pony-obsessed. And probably the same for, like, Sonic fandom or, or even Disney, mm-hmm. you know, that... It, there's a trajectory towards peak freedom. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw fursuiters <laughs> at a uh, pony con, you know, but I was very much, yeah. and I went to a pony con with my sister because she was into it, and we drove to Ohio and went to one. And because there is some, actually some art. No, no, no. Actually, let me correct my answer. Um, Hannah, <laughs> I was thinking of porn when you asked, which is why I said it was not for me. But then there is some amazing MLP fan art. That is, um, like, for example, there's a guy named Max Gilbardi who does, um, at first it's a little, like, you might not think, if you don't think it's for you, maybe, like, stick with it. Um, but, like, he does a thing called, um, I don't know what it's called, but the character is Jackal Ack instead of Applejack. And he does some very, he has, I guess they're called, like, Shed.move and pony.move or something like like dot mov interesting um but oh yeah i'm I'm familiar yeah yeah like those are kind of like violent and stuff but there's a um there's like like a comic book that he like a graphic novel that gets very serious and like i mean it's online you read it and but it gets very strange and serious and also him as a person he's very funny and he'll have these interviews he had this one interview where the people that were talking to him, he just only answered in like Charlie Manson quotes and they didn't realize <laughs> that he was doing that. And so he was just saying like, like I'm a boxcar and a juggle line. I'm a straight razor if you get too close to me. And he played it so straight that the guys that were interviewing him were like, um, can we talk about My Little Pony? Like, and, and so like there's that. And then there's the best thing um, that from MLP that I saw was um, the guys that did Friendship is Witchcraft. Um, which is mm, so yeah, Jenny Nicholson. Oh my and, god, uh, that stuff is so cool. Yeah, I but, actually was thinking that she did a video very recently about PonyCon, and I thought it was very sort of thematically similar to to Fursonas. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I definitely check it out. Yeah, because um, she talks about her involvement in becoming pony famous, and mm. uh, and and then the idea of yeah, a fandom wanting to excise anything sexual from their. Um, from their cons because they're trying to bring children in into the sure. space. Right. They want to make it public facing, safe for work, etc. But there's a conflict, and so you end up with these weird kind of on the edge things uh, that are somewhat sexual, but not too sexual. Maybe so. Yeah, it's an interesting 
thing to yeah, check out. I gotta check that out because yeah, I, I really admire their work. I think they put a, a lot of effort into it, into the songs and everything. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and then to that point, you know, as far as sexuality at cons and where that line is, it's interesting because, you know, there's a debate that happens like, I guess, once every other month or maybe more often than that in furry about like, are pup hoods okay? Should people wear pup hoods? Are pup hoods furry? Should they be allowed at conventions? Um, and you guys know what I'm talking about when I say puphood, right? Like a, like the mask, yeah. the leather mask. Yeah. And so, like, because, like, pups, that's, like, a whole scene um, in, like, gay culture. It's heavily associated with BDSM. For yeah. But, like, you know, there's their dogs. And, like, that's a big... And also, there's a great little detail that um, I've heard that uh, people will say when a pup is referring to their real dog that they own, mm-hmm. they'll say... Uh, they'll call it a bio dog because they don't, they don't want to say real dog because I, right. I'm a real dog, you know? Because they don't want to invalidate themselves. <laughs> and yeah. I just think that's so adorable. I think that's so funny. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the idea that, you know, I was talking, I was arguing with somebody about this because he was talking about how like, you know, pup hoods should only be after midnight at conventions and, you know, maybe not even then. And I was like, you know, you have the privilege of getting to see your fetish walk around in the daytime, you know, because yours looks like Disney. And so you get to, you know, like just rub up on your friend and get a boner. And you're saying that that, that these people can't because it looks more, it's associated with BDSM, but it's no less sexual to him than, than your thing is to you. You bastard um and so i just wish people i mean everybody's a hypocrite right i'm a hypocrite we're all hypocrites but like i just wish people would just just try to uh just be a little more just uh nicer whatever just just a little more introspective maybe think about like Mm -hmm. just treat others the way you would want to be treated maybe be like jesus i don't know i'm living like christ why don't you yes christ would wear a fursuit yes obviously (laughs) Wow, this interview is going um, great. <laughs> it's incredible. I'm. It's a. It, I. I do have to say, it's interesting because some of like I am not someone who identifies as a furry at all. Uh-huh. Uh, but like I have done furry adjacent behaviors uh-huh. like throughout my life. You know, where I was a kid, like the first two years of my life, like I just like like I was a dog. Like that's I would awesome. make my parents like give me like bowls of cheerios on the floor oh God, and so like great. would bark at them yeah um and then the lion king came out and then i was like okay well now i'm simba uh-huh. like i like i just am you know and like that was for many years of my childhood um and then you know and like my other favorite movies were things like balto and like it was a little bit like this wolf is kind of hot yeah like, i mean they make them <laughs> handsome know? right i mean they make them they are they make them at least handsome, handsome you know i mean they're Kevin meant Bacon to be wolf is the best. Um, visually appealing and i think that, yeah i mean I, I, I mean it makes sense i mean why would they make them ugly but you know it's, but at the same time there's a certain attractiveness that they are trying to bring to it and the, que- the question of whether or not they intended it to be uh, sexual as sexual as it became is, uh, I think, a moot point because it's yeah. it's 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 fifty percent artist and fifty percent what people get out of it. And even if the but while it is yeah. moot, while yeah. it is moot, you one certainly can't ignore the number of out and closeted furries working in animation. Oh yeah, today. and I th- I think they do intend it. I think that's the thing is that now, especially <laughs> yeah. like Zootopia, there's no question, you know. Oh um, yeah. 
So, yeah. Should we close with Zootopia? Should we make the whole, the finale, the grand finale, be Zootopia the most the most furry uh, of, <laughs> yeah. the, of the recent Disney films? Zootopia, like, <laughs> it came out the same year as Personas, so it was a big year for furries and a bad year. Big for, year. Bad year for America, good year for furries, 2016. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I thought it was great, obviously. Uh, I, I've never met a furry that did not like it. I'm sure they exist, but uh, considering, I mean, just the trailer, it was, you know, using words like anthropomorphic and stuff, and it was meant to sort of, like, turn yeah. heads. Like, like this, it, it says something about us that we are b- uh, big enough and, uh, you know, mainstream enough for people to want our money. You know, right? Like, like that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Um, and in some ways, a little sad too, because I also kind of feel like <laughs> I miss. Even though I like just got here, so I'm a total poser. Like I, I just, I just got to the fandom <laughs> in a social way. Like I only started going to cons after my movie came out, but I was still very much a furry since I was twelve. So I do kind of miss the. Uh, fact that it was just this weird little corner of the internet where, you know, and now it's like just everybody and their mom is a furry, it feels like, you know, (laughs) and it's just like, you're just here for the dance. That's the difference is that people that come here that they can, they can leave anytime they want. Like, I don't have a choice. Like, you think I want to do this shit? You think I want to do this? Like, I do. I do. But sometimes I don't. And I, and it's, and I, and I do love it. And I feel like I might sound a little bitter, and that's just because the fandom is going through a little bit of a crisis right now. But it'll work it out, and everything will be okay. And Zootopia is Yeah. Great. David, I think you found a really interesting, like, uh, marketing statement that, that was sent out to, yeah, to this is, some furries. This is an official email that was sent to the, the uh, internet community Fur Life. Um and uh, they were basically saying, look, this is good promotion for our film to have people drawing fan art of our characters as long as it's safe for work and, uh, you know, uh, dressing up in costumes and posting that on social media. Um, so this is, uh, you know, hello, I'm representing Walt Disney Studios. Our next film being released is Zootopia and it is a world inhabited by animals all living in peace together. The pictures of the members of your group all looking like animals are incredible and align perfectly with the film. All of you could live peacefully in Zootopia. So it's definitely like, inviting line. the uh-huh. fandom in. I feel like um, we could all learn then, a thing from that movie, you know? Like, it, it's something to aim for. <laughs> it's something to, you know, just be, just really, you know. Right, I mean, it's a, it is a movie about bigotry and, yeah. and prejudice. So mm. it's it's kind of... It's kind of amazing how well that aligns both with the year it came out and uh, yeah. and with your your documentary. Um, uh, and then they also said you can take new photos of each other and share these new photos online with the hashtag Zootopia and hashtag ZooU. Um, you can be representing Zootopia and the participants can <laughs> receive film-based items such as posters uh, and uh, rabbit or fox crowns. So I guess those are like paper hats to wear to the premiere yeah. or something. Um, not, not, uh, not as interesting if you're wearing already a full Fox suit, suit. um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's great that the promotion is, is gearing towards that. The backlash to it that was, that was present online was also apparent in that. What was the backlash? Well, I think it's, it's, it's something that falls into what a lot of the backlash is, uh, surrounding furrydom is 
look, these things are for children. You can't make them sexual by, you know, bringing in a fandom that embraces mm-hmm. sexuality, which seems insane to me because, you know, all of the Disney princesses are made to be as attractive as possible. Right. You know, right. there's massive fandom communities of pornography surrounding Disney princesses. Those are marketed to children. There are people who dress up as the characters, um, you know, and no one's assuming that they're just doing that to get off, you know? Right. I I think it is very much a double standard, but there is always some backlash when you have... Disney created us, too, in a lot of ways, so it has a responsibility to to stand with us, I think. (laughs) You did this, this, Disney. Yeah, you did this to me. (laughs) This is your fault. I I hope I don't... Yeah, I just... I love furries, by the way. I have a lot of furry friends. (laughs) I just think the fandom is... All my friends are furries! I just think the the fandom has, has things it has to work out, just like any community, and I just, you know, I think sometimes... People think that I am bitter, and that's because I am. But I also try to live with love in my heart because I know that is the right answer. I I, I feel I the same. It's a, a beautiful note to to go out on. Yeah, I want to I want to be loving and accepting of uh, of everything, and and to be understanding as well. Uh, you know, to go beyond just the rote acceptance of everyone. I want to learn as much as possible, and that's why I, I really loved your documentary, and I, I look forward to any new projects you might work on in the future. Thank you so much, and I, can I say, you guys did a fantastic job as far as, like, research goes, <laughs> and as far as, like, really, I, was, I wasn't I was sure because, you know, I, 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 I know uh, Hannah through my sister, Samantha, and it's the kind of thing where I was, like, Hopefully they like watched the movie and, and then, like hopefully it's like okay if I talk about like blowjobs because like I like if I can't talk about like sex I'm literally gonna have nothing to talk about and so and so it's like okay good good this is yeah no you yeah, guys did great yeah. so thank you for letting me just be just yeah thank you and thank you so much for for coming on and sharing your your furry knowledge and you know even just your own personal experiences um, because I, I think it was some valuable insight. Uh, where can people find you online if if uh, they they yeah. want to keep in touch? <laughs> if they want to see just really stupid tweets that don't make any sense, they can go to Video the Wolf on Twitter, um, and I think that's uh, pretty much it. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I think that's that's the one. So if you want to do that, you can message me and we can talk, and uh, you know. I, I, that, 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 I tried to have a nice little denouement, a nice little ending note, and now I'm just going to make it hard for you to cut, so <laughs> I'll just and stop if, talking uh, now. If, and if you came here because you're a fan of, of Dominic's or of, of Video the Fox, uh, you can find us at well, Talking Tropes. Okay. Uh, we, we release a podcast every week, um, and... Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. We're on wherever podcasts are sold. If you're watching the video version of this or something, um, <laughs> and next week uh, we're continuing our our Stanley Tucci fan cast, uh, where yes. we are covering another film that has to do with animals and relationships. Uh, <laughs> the the cult classic. Uh, George monkey Romero shines. film Monkey Shines. There is some monkey romance in this film, <laughs> and we'll talk about it. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Uh, go watch a Disney movie and jerk off to some animals. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
then you're not a freak anymore. You're just a furry. Yeah. 